welcome to Movie Buffers, episode six. Uh, this is Jordan, and I'm going to be introducing a special guest today. He's from Your Daily Hour with Me.com, Your Day, Your Daily Hour with Me uh, YouTube, uh, Your Daily Hour with Me on local access TV. If you're out in the Northwest, uh, where are you from, Kenny? Where are you at? In Thurston County. In Thurston County. YDHWM. Thanks for being here today, Kenny. Thanks for having me. First guest. First guest on this. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> First one after, and then we're going to get uh, Spielberg. Second guest, Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. Just shoot for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we want to talk about Nobody. The It stars Bob Odenkirk. And the Rizzo. And the Rizzo, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that his brother? The like, uh, yeah, the, the brother in hiding or whatever. Is it his brother in the movie? Is it his brother? Or is it like, like, like I look, I thought they were trying to go for like they were adopted, they were adopted, like adopted brother, or like weird, unexplained. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, or was it like, like, ill brother, like they call him black people brother? Yeah. No, no, I don't think I. I thought that maybe he was adopted because it showed pictures of uh, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, father, in arms. which is also awesome. I think we should talk about uh, Christopher yeah. Lloyd. This was a quite a movie to see him in, uh, and he looked so happy. Didn't it seem like he looked really happy to really happy <laughs> to be like blowing people away? Yeah. And he's like eighty-five years old. Lots of joy. Yeah. Um, I thought a lot of joy in it, even though it was a yeah. Story. Have you heard about how Bob Odenkirk kind of came up with this story and stuff? No, it's, he wrote. Did he write the movie? So I mean, he kind of like wrote uh, the premise and then pitched it, mm. um, and then he that's he started working out a lot out of like nowhere. So what happened was uh, him and his family actually went through a home invasion. Like people oh. broke into his house and he said that it was very traumatic for his family and they're like still dealing with it. Yeah. But he ended up like writing, I think it might've been like a, I don't know for sure, but it was like a spec draft or spec script or something. And then he went in and pitched it. And then the writer for John Wick came onto this movie. I'm not sure who the director is. Maybe it's a John Wick director. So their name is, uh, the, the director of this movie's name is Isla Nyshuler. Isla Nyshuler. Mm -hmm. um i guess he's uh he's oh yeah so he did hardcore henry and you know the, uh, did you watch that movie it was the like first person no. action movie it was pretty bad I, I i mean when it came out everyone was super hyped about it but it it's just like the video, it's like first person shooter the movie yeah it looked like a call of duty it, movie but, but this really is the director bad. of that but still like i thought that the this was really well shot and well made. Yeah, it's it looking looked, good. It looked really good, but um, so I guess Bob Odenkirk wrote this in a response because you know, I mean, he was shaken up about. I don't know if he had a gun in his face or anything, but I mean, somebody broke into your house and like yeah. traumatized your family. But what a what a cool response though. He's like he just he writes and stars in a movie where he's like blowing these people away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely a different response to that uh i was kind of like when i first saw the trailers i was like what is this movie about it doesn't seem like uh he would be in this kind of thing 
Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I probably the entire world thought, and um, he he really wanted to do this. He just started working out and became like kind of a fitness freak for out of out of the blue. And he was talking. I think I, I think I, this was on the Howard Stern interview, but he was talking about how his wife would like come in and be like, "Oh my god, this is the worst midlife crisis ever." Like he's like he was just becoming trying to get ripped, but he had a plan was to make this movie and. Mm. um to kind of just show a different side of him which it was really cartoony you know like i felt a lot of like yeah it was a little looney toony like uh almost like tom and jerry when he like wipes the incident board there's like it's like either gonna be like uh like violence can be like soft or like hostile or like uh let's Maybe like Texas. Oh, not Texas. I'm not supposed to pretty nasty. I'm trying to think like a happy. There's like happy slashers, you know. Like yeah. uh, maybe, oh, maybe Scream or something where the like the violence is not just like oh, it's just like happy, joyful violence. Uh, the music, along with the action, choreography, and cinematography, was all done so well. It felt like a brutal, bloody dance, and yeah. uh, it was gritty. The whole uh, the whole shootout. Uh, I had a big smile, you know, mainly because this movie's so rare in the beginning when he's like missing the garbage truck and, and um, just constantly surrounded by all these masculine dudes being like, Oh man, is that the way you handled that? Like if that was my family, I would have fucking killed those guys, you know? And yeah. And I think everyone could kind of relate to that a little bit when, you know, I think we've all been around that guy who just kind of like makes us feel like a wimp, but still like, yeah. we hate but, them but deep down you know like the trailers kind of made it seem like it was going to be about some shrub who gets attacked and then flips and the, the switch and then just starts like uh fucking it up when we cursing yeah yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's an r-rated movie right and they, yeah and yeah, so yeah. he like i thought i thought the movie was going to be like regular guy like like who you think bob Odenkirk would play and is gets a home invasion and then he goes like it's more like um have you seen uh uh what's it like the charles bronson movie the, the death wish i actually death just wish. yeah i actually wrote that down in my notes Hold death on. Wish. and then there's like another like kevin bacon it's like a whole genre of like family father kills the entire mafia fight the mafia and then there's there like the bruce willis remake of the charles bronson oh that movie. one was called death sentence i think i just oh uh, wasn't this a remake yeah and then there was one with bruce willis yeah i went and saw that in the theater <laughs> by myself was that good it was that r no it, it was for but yeah it was r um, yeah. it, it was directed by eli roth i think oh I, yeah I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, you know, that's not good. Uh, from uh, Hostel. Yeah, he just—he doesn't seem like a very like the the bear Jew. Person. I think right. He's the bear yeah, Jew. He's right? the bear Jew from yeah. those bastards. Yeah. Um. Uh, but though, yeah. So I mean, that, that one went bad. You can see how it can go wrong too. This one was good. I I, I was really shocked at how good it was because it kind of felt like I've been having to choke movies down lately. I'm just like. Mm -hmm. 
just haven't really been interested in them. And then, and then when I started, was like, oh, maybe I could try talking about movies on a podcast. And I was like, oh, now I have to fucking watch movies. <laughs> now I have to force uh-huh. myself to watch movies. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've been having a weird time with movies basically because of the last couple of years. And even now, even to yeah. create events, actually, like going to this movie with the whole Russian thing. But, um, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been like having. I used to. My favorite movie was like maybe, or not my favorite, but I did enjoy Saw and like Hustle and just like, what do you call that? Like, uh, what's that genre? Like, um, torture. They call like it like torture. There's not going to say I like torture porn, but I like the those torture, just like nasty, like, oh, yeah. like, you can call it kind of stuff. But recently, after the last couple of years, I had to watch more joyful things. So this movie, like, uh, has does like the bloodlust of, of that you want to feel yeah. without being like skin crawly, which is like the opposite of maybe what like churchy people would think violence should be. They're like, this movie yeah. really glorifies violence, and I think it, it does. It really does, but I mean, which you know that the majority of the people watching this movie and gave it all the views on on demand and stuff, there were probably a lot of like Republicans and shit because it was people. Yeah, well, because he was talking on Stern, too, about how well this movie did in theaters and how well it actually did on on demand and DVD sales. And I was like, well, the only people who like do on demand and DVD sales are mainly, you know, shitty conservative people. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I watched it on um, HBO. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I, I, this was the movie I bit, I bit the bullet and went and saw it in theaters. It was like the first one since Tenet. Um, yeah and i was yeah i was pissed off at my brother because it was fucked up he was talking about how he was hungry all day and how we should go get food and i already bought him a ticket to this movie and then um all day he's like let's go get food like let's go get food and then we finally went out and we're at the taco trucks and um we get up to the we get up to the thing and then he's like he was like oh i don't have any money (laughs) and then like yeah then i was like dude you've been asking me to bring you to fucking get food all day i was like you thought i was just gonna buy it for you yeah and then like he threw a fit and was like don't fucking buy me anything and like we i like yelled at him and then like we got got like a fight and then it ruined seeing this movie in theaters which i bought him a ticket to this fucking movie before it happened so it was like then you had an extra ticket no, he went with he went inside, oh, but he just didn't talk to me for the rest of and the day. And he didn't eat. Yeah, I bought him a burrito. I like he finally oh, accepted this yeah. burrito. He, he, he it took me forever to actually. I was like, dude, just fucking take the burrito, just take it. And he was like, no, I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the I'll never forget that day because it was the day I went and saw nobody. Yeah. Um, and then the scene where um. He's seeking revenge on the two invaders in his home, of his own home, you know, and he breaks into their place. Mm-hmm. Um, when he sees the baby on the oxygen tank, like it kind of like sank my heart into my stomach for a second. I like forgot. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that uh, scene. Like I, I almost, yeah. <laughs> are we gonna go? Are we gonna go like beat by beat through the movie? But crazy. I didn't know. I thought the premise of the movie was that he was gonna be like from the. From what I had heard about it, was going to be that, that he was a regular guy. Yeah, like a nobody. I, I didn't get that spoiled for me. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Um, somehow they made this trailer, and which everybody wanted to see that anyway, like just a regular average Joe. 
Yeah. Just and becoming Superman. The, the beginning of the movie where it's just like doing his routine of nine to five. He's like getting shit on by his boss and he's just like trying to do a regular kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you don't think that he's going to be uh, FBI or was he FCIA? Well, I think he actually, he says one of those initial groups, I think, uh, auditor. Auditor. Yeah, he's what we called an auditor. His dad was in the FBI. So when he went back to his dad's place to get the, the gun and all that stuff to yeah. go over to that house. He's like uh, doing the day-to-day thing and then, then he's going to get uh, the the robbers or whatever, they come in and break into his house and it's put on like pretty scary. It seems like it's like a, a horror that maybe like his family is going to get killed based on, on the trailers. That's what I kind of thought it was going to be uh, yeah. Uh, Kev, uh, with, yeah, Kevin Bacon style thing where like the mafia kills his family and then he has to get revenge on it. So yeah. kind of like watching like, oh, is this going to be, his family's going to get killed here? Yeah, it did kind of seem like that. I remember seeing the trailer because, you know, I'm a Bob Odenkirk fan, so I was on on board for this right away. Um, but it, they the way it played out in the movie instead is the the break in happens, and then the son ends up tackling someone, and then the dad it it shows from it doesn't show the real perspective yet. It just shows him kind of chicken out, like he doesn't he doesn't want to hit the guy. Yeah, you think that it's it's because he's scared. Yeah, and um, uh, and then he like it seems like his family loses respect for him for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, but his wife his wife knows about his past. I think. So that's one thing I was actually confused about until the end, till the very end, um, was if she was entirely if she knew or not. Yeah. Um, did it did it kind of wrap that up? I don't remember. Well, at the very end, they're like buying the house. Yeah. And she's like, "Does this house Does have, have a basement?" basement? And the movie yeah. like fade to black. But it seems like she knows. I think that kind of alludes to her knowing. Yeah. Um, Which maybe is why she doesn't have the respect, because she's like, "I know that you could have just taken those them out very easily, and you still let them go." Yeah, it's true, because I thought that the mother was a little lacking in emotions when all yeah. this was going down. <clears throat> you know, like she wasn't doing the average mom. To, a regular mom would be freaking out, you know. This could have actually probably torn a family apart. Was yeah, having they know already. But yeah. it's revealed later on that he noticed that the gun was empty, I think. Yeah, so he noticed that the gun was old and it hadn't been fired in a long time. And then it like zooms around and it shows the chamber and all the bullets are out of it. I thought it was really cool how they did the exposition dumps in this movie. You know, they, they seemed organic and natural to where it's like, it wasn't, um, I just Mm -hmm. got done like watching a, like Shonda rhymes that, uh, inventing Anna show. Have you heard of that? No. Um, but oh my god, like talk about a movie that or a show that just is is full of exposition dump. I'll I'll turn off a movie if if the movie starts with a voiceover. Yeah. I'll turn it off. And yeah. I don't. I what did I not have? Like you liked Batman, right? The new one. Yeah, like, I did. Batman. I I I don't know. Maybe it might have been that the very first thing that happened was a voiceover, and then I was out after that. But I was like, oh, voiceover, like, if there's a voiceover, so this movie, like, like, instead of having a voiceover, it's, like, just 
he's talking to somebody else and it's showing his memories and like doing fast cuts and stuff to like go back to what he's remembering where it could just have been a voiceover or anything like that instead it was like quick editing and and yeah. uh, it was you know, more cinematic if I read a book, read a book. So this was cinematic, you know. Yeah, and I feel like I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, I'm I. If you have voiceover in your in your movie right away, I'm not rolling with it right away. I'm like instantly judging it, and it it, it like I'm trying to see if you're doing it well, and if it's like keeping my interest, and yeah, if it's contributing to the story, or if it's just like, t- or if it's just spelling it out for me. Is there a voiceover in Scorsese? Oh, I guess I don't, I don't remember. I guess if, you, if, if it's in there and it's good, you don't remember that it was there. See? Yeah, that's yeah, I guess. I agree with that. Like, So if it's well done, I usually am like, all right, whatever. But if it's like, like it was done in that Batman movie or, you know, it was kind of done in this, but it was done well. It, it, there, voice, there was no voiceover, like just like disembodied like main character narrating like who is he's talking to like it's basically like he's talking directly to the audience yeah. uh there was none of that it was always he was talking to somebody else yeah that's true so vo- yeah voiceover is when it's like actually like as if it's a book but i think a lot of times like the books they're like it's like a book it's like you're reading a book and then you just want to do a narration to tell you the story from the character but then you're like yeah who is he supposed to be talking to so that's like i get basically fourth wall breaking and that's why deadpool is like on purpose fourth wall breaking yeah he's like hey i'm talking to you it's like who are you talking to right now like me like on purpose so they're not like acknowledging that like hey i'm talking to you or maybe they do like some kind of wraparound where he's like in a radio interview (laughs) he's like here's my my thing, um, my voiceover, but this one, he was talking to the guy, or he was talking to the, actually, I think they did do the wraparound because he was talking to the police, right? But, uh, oh, so he, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I think when you're, like, when he's going and on, on the search for the, uh, that tattoo, that, like, tribal tattoo that he sees. He saw the tattoo? Yeah, oh, yeah, and he's in a tattoo shop. So he gets robbed, and then, and then there's, like, a couple of, he goes back to his routine, so he gets robbed, and then it goes back to like the week days of the week, right? Yeah. And then, but then he's like having, so it's like shows his routine. He gets robbed, and then goes back to his routine. Now his routine is messed up, and he can't be living his day to day. Yeah, it's, he's like he's like having a hard time co- like looking like this to his family. You know, like yeah. he wants to be undercover because he's obviously keeping his his alter ego this. Uh, um, what did he say he did before the audit whatever? Yeah, the badass auditor. Badass, guy. yeah. Trying to keep that a secret from his family for some reason, and his son's just like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, it, and then he's just constantly getting broken down too. Like, remember the cops? The way the cops were kind of like condescending to him, and like yeah. they were like, oh, they got in with the pizza box, huh? They're like, man, if that was my family you did the right thing, you know? And like, they were kind of smirking at him and stuff. Yeah. And then it, it's like, I think there was like, uh, it's like the moon was like, they, these guys don't know I'm a badass. Yeah. You know <laughs> and it's, it's like the burden of knowing that you're capable of so many things, but everyone just thinks you're, you're a loser. So that, that he gets the, the, goes back to the things we can, can't handle it. So he, he decides that he has to, well, he, and then, 
the bracelet, the kid's bracelet is what does it, right? The the, the girl's like, have you seen my bracelet? Yeah. So the, the when the the people broke in, the only thing that he gave them was the money on the table because he was like, I use a debit card, which I thought was funny too because I mean, if you break into anyone's house, I mean, they they're lucky they got cash just laying on the table. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the kitty cat bracelet was in that bowl. And then she's like, well, she's like, have you seen that? And then it's like a flashback to he's like, oh, fuck. And he just instantly like turns around and leaves. Yeah. Which, which I, thought that, I thought it was maybe that should have been the indicator that the wife knew what was going on because she didn't even have any reaction to it. Yeah. And the, neither did the son, really. He's just like done with his dad at this point, which makes me kind of scared as a dad. You know, to be like watching these movies with teenagers and being awful. So then he's so he saw the tattoo on one of the uh, robbers. Yeah. So then he's going to tattoo shops. Yeah, which I thought was really cool too. I don't think I really. It seems like we've seen it before in like a lot of, you know, like like we said, cheesy eighties, like Death Witch dad movies. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, how are they gonna find the bad guys? It's like they hit the tattoo parlors, you know. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it, the move. This one was like, um, it, it was not like super original feeling, and that was fine. Like it didn't. So then you were like, it wasn't trying too hard. Yeah. Also, I think that it was like, it's like almost exactly ninety minutes, like with the credits, and I really appreciate that too. Yeah, it was an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like right on it. So that's like how long movies should be. Like movies are too long. Oh like, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, the Batman three out like three plus three hours. hours. Oh my god, ninety minute Batman. <laughs> I want to see ninety minute Batman. Oh, well, two, there have been two movies. They yeah, I just made the series. To be yeah, honest. made a series, cut it in half. Just be mm-hmm. like, it's over in the middle of the movie. You got to come back in a year. That's where um, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, just make a Batman show already. Stop trying to make movies. They're just bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, they have a ton of those anyway. Yeah. But uh, so he go he goes to the goes going to ask all the tattoo people, um, and you still at this point you think that he's 